And here we are for another Late Night Reactions live from the doghouse. I am your host, Eli Odom, and I have... <laughs> you are not the host, but you are, you are guest. a guest, Eli. No, Mason told me I was the host. Okay, well, he so, is the guest host so, tonight. Guest host. Eli's the host tonight, so... Mm-hmm. So Eli, would so who, you tell, who us about, show? tell us about the game? The game, dude. <laughs> Thanks for introducing us, loser. Oh, I was getting there, and then I got cut <laughs> off. So I have co-guest Caleb Ward. Except he's not a guest. He's halfway always on here. Ooh. I'm one of the founders on this thing. And then y'all know the rest. Mason Cox. Yeah. We're the we're the regulars. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all are the OGs here. Yeah. 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 So the most hype part of the whole game. I'll remember that next time. You better. I'm so scared. The most hype part of the whole game. Fourth and one. <laughs> hold on, hold on. We'll get there. We'll get there. No, no, no. You got to say, you, say your thoughts. Keep yeah. going. Don't, don't stop. Don't are you just going to show it to us? Give okay. it to us, man. Right, give, give it to us. Right. Look, y'all are telling about 15 different things. Either talk or not talk. <laughs> no. say, say it. Say what you Most hype part of the whole game. Fourth and one. Arkansas is about to score, and we stop them. That was the loudest that the entire stadium was for the whole game. Which time? The, the second <laughs> oh. time. Second time because they just made the big play. Um, it was like a sixty-yard pass, and Emmanuel. Fours, Which one? Emmanuel were the one where Emmanuel Forbes chased him down from the opposite side Which of the one? field. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of which him. ones. There were a lot yeah. of yeah. But we'll get to that, as Mason likes to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> So dogs, <laughs> dogs went at forty seventeen. Uh, KJ Jefferson was out, so dogs take it easily. But there were a lot of mistakes that were made. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. it it's a game that if you look back at it, it could have really have gone either way. It was a yeah, it was a game of chance, and we just kind of won out on the chance. Yeah. Well, totally. for those of y'all who don't know, Eli here is a student at Mississippi State, forestry major. He's our should best be, friend. Should be graduating soon-ish in May, if I'm not mistaken. And apologize if he has to say, ask us what we said a couple times because he's a little light on hearing. But other than that, mm-hmm. he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. We'll, we'll tell that story sooner than later. It's not my fault that I'm <laughs> lack of hearing in my right ear. Oh, Lord. Who hit you with a cowbell? Uh, it wasn't it a cowbell. Was a cowbell a bit it was a shot. That. Oh Lord! It was a shot heard around Eli's head. It was a shot that rocked my world. (laughs) Is this when y'all went turkey hunting? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my Lord! Why don't you go ahead and give us that story before we recap the game? This Mason's first time turkey hunting, and Mm -hmm. he will never top it. There's always a first time, and he doesn't even have a a mask (laughs) or any gloves. He's sitting twenty yards behind me and and Wilson. Birds Mm. are eighty yards in front of us in a tree. Gobbling their heads off. That's my gobble. That was awful. <laughs> that, that, okay. that was not good. No, neither well, one of them I, were. I have a nerd's clusters in my mouth, so it's going to affect Anywho, the sound effects. So, long story short, they fly down 60 yards in front of us. They were gobbling their heads off all morning for like two straight hours. And we shut up for a solid 30 minutes from calling. And then they hit yep. the ground, both of them, 60 yards in front of us. And I start calling again. I'm cutting up, purring. And here comes one straight on a string. Straight I turn, on it. 
I'm to Wilson's left. He's kind of behind me to my right. And then he just leans forward to get a shot on the one coming straight to us. That bird's right behind a tree for me, so I can't see it or shoot it. But then all of a sudden, we hear him start putting off. (laughs) Yep. And I look to my right, and I see a shotgun barrel 10 inches from my face. So I quickly turn (laughs) back around and then, whoa! (laughs) Where was I? Because I was supposed to go with y'all. I had something... You were probably, you know, how you always are. You got something going on. Yeah, you probably weren't looking for something. At that probably time. with an ex girlfriend or something. Yeah, you might. It could have been that. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, it was either I was either with Anna Catherine or I was uh working a game. Miss Marooney White and Miss MSU. No big deal. <laughs> SEC Network uh, guy right here. So you know. So my there right, are levels to yeah. this. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> This is probably our best episode of late night reactions. We're just goofing off. Well, that's what makes it fun, though. Okay, finish oh, yeah. finish up on um, the story. So the bird that I'm on to shoot, I never see it. It gets behind some brush. So it flies off along with the other bird. Yeah. Yeah. And we step it off 27 steps from where Mason's gun barrel was right next to my face. It was me. It was Wilson. Wilson. It wasn't me. Wilson's gun barrel. And... He hit a tree, not the not the intended. Um, it wasn't the intended target of the day. No, it not, wasn't. Not anywhere close. But yeah. Needless to say, you still have birds alive for next year. I should, and you know, you live and you learn. You don't use TSS Never shot again. and uh, Longbeard XR is the way to go. Absolutely. And make sure. To wear some earplugs. To to not move as the bird's 30 yards from you so he doesn't start putting and moving and so it's an easier target. Well, I mean, in your case, just put in some earplugs for the next hunt. I think I'm just going to shoot before he shoots. (laughs) I don't have to worry about my left. Hey, shooter's got to shoot. First come, first serve. Yeah. I did not see the bird, so I'm glad you shot, but. Yeah, I, we, did, we I didn't see the away. bird either. We walked away empty-handed. We did. Okay, Mississippi State sports. So, let's break down the game. Hail State, baby. Hail State is exactly right. And congratulations to the Bulldogs. Congratulations to the fans. We had a solid crowd there. It was an 11 a.m. game. SEC Nation was there. Homecoming. We got to see them. Homecoming was there for whatever that's worth. And they, we had 57,800 people there. That Dang. is a solid turnout, 94% capacity. And we had been at the bottom of the SEC with uh, it, it, capacity at it, like 85%. It's been pretty pitiful. Like the thing is, the student section has been packed out. What it is, is our older fan base. So, well, they do the same thing with basketball and baseball. They buy the tickets and then don't go. And it's like, well. Yeah, they jack up the prices. Yep. But we won't talk about that much more because that's another topic for another day. But Bulldogs did win 40-17, improved to 5-1. We are now Woo-hoo. number 16 in the nation. And we're number four in the SEC West. Arkansas is nothing. They're 3-3. Three and three. <laughs> At the bottom of the Going SEC West. Going to Utah this week, which what a brutal schedule that is. But, uh, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, Mason, give us your signature play-by-play on the game, why don't you? All right, let's get it started. So State gets the ball immediately, a nine-play, 65-yard drive, takes up about three minutes, 45 seconds. Uh, the one thing I want to say about – okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to, like, pause you throughout to talk about certain things. Mm-hmm. So one thing I want to say about this game, the drive was we – started out running the ball and didn't really stop. Yes. We ran the ball down the field essentially the whole way. Six it was six straight six straight plays right out of the uh start of the game, right out of the first quarter. Yeah. Uh and it looked it was really easy. Dylan Johnson was getting like six, seven yards of carry. Um and in in my opinion, Dylan Johnson has separated himself from Oh, Marks. he is the premier running back. Uh, he has dominated the past couple weeks. He just, you know, they were pretty even after the LSU game, mm-hmm. but the past couple of weeks, March is just, I mean, Johnson has just elevated himself. Well, he just has a sense of how to hit the holes and how right. to get the most yards after after touching it and, you know, just the, making the big the better plays. vision between the tackles <laughs> yeah. as well, I'd argue. Yeah. Uh, so we go down the field, uh, rush the ball six straight plays, uh, completion pass to ducking for eight yards, another run to, jo- to Dylan Johnson for another six yards, gets a first down. A uh, big 20-yard completion to Austin Williams. Anyways, this uh, brings us um, to Rodgers throws an incomplete pass. It's intended for uh, Ra-Ra Thomas. It's broken up by Chavis. I believe this was the one that was one of his first near picks. So uh, He had several a day. I know there was a, a screen pass to Robinson that hit him right in the chest. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was that drive or not. Uh, but it very easily should have been picked. And that was one of the drops on the day. Yeah. Uh, so Arkansas gives up an offsides penalty, gives us a first down, and we get its first and goal at the Arkansas two-yard line. Dylan Johnson ends up running it two times, gets a touchdown, going up 7-0. Uh, Arkansas gets the ball. They take a six-play, five-yard five yard drive. The defense holds them pretty well. Um, Kay Fortin gets a couple completions and then a couple incompletions. And they end up punting the ball. And this was the the huge sack that I yeah. think Wheat had off the edge. Wheat sacked him for yeah, a loss it, of nine. Was, that was the big play to kind mm-hmm. of set the tone for the whole game, if we're really being honest. And we quickly found out after that, Arkansas was like, yeah, we've had enough of this. We're going to switch it up with their quarterbacks. Yeah. So State gets the ball again. They go on a uh, 12-play, 55-yard drive. Uh, takes about four and a half minutes. Uh, once again, we come out running the ball three plays straight. Um, to Jaquavis Marks this time. Uh, he gets a couple good uh, carries. And then a pass to Marks. Uh, two incomplete passes in a row by Rodgers after a face mask penalty. Um, and then he completes another pass to Marks, brings in it to Arkansas 11-yard line. And then they just uh, run it with Marks until they get to about the 5-yard line. And they end up passing it to Jaden Wally for a five-yard touchdown reception. And this was an also another should have been interception mm-hmm. because Will did a great job here of scrambling outside the pocket and buying some extra time for his receivers to get open, but his throw was short and it hit it, goes, right, it went right through the Arkansas yep. defensive back's hands and into Wally's hands. Which you know, going the book, we're never. A season from now, we won't be thinking, oh, remember that that throw that should have been an interception. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it that, definitely could have been a it, different outcome in several situations like this. Yeah, it could have set the tone and really switched the momentum for Arkansas. 
because that should have easily been a pick all day. He just the uh, defensive back outstretched, and he if he would have took another step back, it would have been a pick. But yeah, instead, he tried he to he tried to jump back. He ends up tipping the ball. It goes right into Wally's hands in the back of the end zone. Dogs go up fourteen zero. Yep. Uh, Arkansas gets the ball. They go on an eight play, sixty seven yard drive. Uh, ends up getting stopped by incomplete pass, and then Sanders tries to go for a run uh, on the Mississippi State eight yard line, fourth and one. We end up getting a stop. One of the two that Eli mentioned. So they end up turning it over on downs. Uh, Mississippi State gets the ball. Uh, we have a six-play, 50-yard drive, a uh, couple completions, one one big one to Williams, and then uh, another really big one to Dylan Johnson for 38 yards. Uh, ultimately, we end up going through the end up going to the end of the first quarter up 14-0. Um, we continue to go, and we end up having a personal foul on ducking. That ends up uh, delaying the uh, the drive, so we have to we end up taking our time. We get a delay a game and end up punting the ball, and we down it at the Arkansas one yard line. Beautiful punt, yeah. Oh boy, Trayford has the backspin punt down to a. He's a master, borderline master, because mm-hmm. he's done it all season. And Wally was the one who downed that punt, and he barely. Kept his feet I mean, his bounds. heels were on if the I'm line. If I'm the punter, I would have been so upset if he would have, like, touched the, the line, line right there. Because yeah. you can't put it on he a bet. He was on the line, and then he, like, He jumped, stepped back in that like, and stepped back in. in front of the goal line. Yeah. And so, we down it at the one. Uh, Arkansas tries to run it with green a couple times. They get to about the 10-yard line and end up having to punt it uh, after a fourth and one. Um, we return it to the Arkansas forty. And then we go on a nine-play, 40-yard drive, about three minutes. Uh, a couple incompletions to, uh, for Rodgers, a uh, couple big runs for Dylan Johnson, a pass to Marks, pass to Rob, uh, Justin Robinson. And then ultimately, Jaquavius Marks ends up running in it to the 10-yard line. And then Austin Williams gets a touchdown catch for 10 yards right on the corner by Will Rogers. This is one of his better passes for the day. A really great catch by Williams. Um, he's just stretching for the corner, and he hits yeah. him. What I've noticed is he is unlike most quarterbacks in the fact that he prefers to scramble away like from his throwing hand. He likes mm-hmm. to run left because mm-hmm. every single time he gets pressured, he tries and runs left. We saw it twice in that game where the pocket broke down and he chose to scramble left and throw – uh, to that corner, yeah, because he did it twice. So, yeah. I mean, great catch by Austin. We've always known that about Austin. If if he's semi open and you throw it semi in his area, he's more than likely going to catch it. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that was a great pass, and he definitely threaded the needle there. I didn't think that I was when the play was going on. I was like, oh my gosh, please don't throw that because I think I thought it was going to be picked off. Mm-hmm. But. He chose to take the risk, and it paid off for him, and that's why I'm not a quarterback in the SEC, <laughs> among the fact that I'm 5'11 and 170 pounds. Yeah. So uh, we go a up. great quarterback. I just know it. <laughs> so we go up 21-0 in the second quarter. Uh, Arkansas gets the ball. They run. They get a touchback. Uh, San, they run the ball through Sanders for a little while. 
Um, and then a big pass from Malik Hornsby to Keytron Jackson Jr. for 24, 21 yards. Okay, so I'm glad you said his name, Malik Hornsby. Mm-hmm. That is a freak of an athlete. 4-2-40. Yeah. He was so, so fast. And he wasn't as good as Daniels was at LSU, but it was like the same exact player. He's got more speed. He's got more speed, but I don't think he has the same quarterbacking ability. He's only a freshman, too, so he's going to be really good. He's going to be really good. I, I agree with that. But you could see that the, the, talent, the talent was there. It just needs refinement. And so I'm glad. And going off of that, I'm super glad that we didn't have to face Jefferson this week. And mm-hmm. I think that that made Arkansas a shell of the team that they would have been yeah. if he was playing. Yeah. You know, same thing with us. If Will, if anything happened to Will, we would be a shadow of the Mississippi State team that we've grown to know over these past couple of games. Yeah. So it's I'm tough glad, to I'm, see. So I was telling, I think Mason this earlier. I'm glad that Jefferson didn't play because it meant that we had a a lot easier time in winning. But at the same time, I wish Jefferson would have played so that way people couldn't hold that against us that he didn't play. So that you know, yeah, I've had a lot of beat them I, at their best, right? Yeah, them. exactly. Yeah. So uh, Arkansas has the ball at the Mississippi State thirty. They go for a couple run plays uh, with AJ Green. Ultimately, defense holds them pretty much. False start penalty on a third and five ends up making it third and ten. Cade Fortin comes back in the game, throws an incomplete pass. So they have to kick a field goal. Cam Little uh, hits one right through the uprights, fifty-one yards to make it uh, twenty-one to three. Yes, sir. Yeah, so uh, Mississippi State gets the ball back. They go on an 11-play, 46-yard drive. Um, end up having three incompletions in a row after going forward on fourth and one on the Arkansas 29-yard line. Uh, we end up having an incomplete incompletion, so we turn it over on the Arkansas 29. Yeah. Not a whole lot to talk about on that drive. Um, Arkansas gets the ball. They go for a two-play, 71-yard drive. There's broken coverage. Uh, Hornsby completes a pass to Hasselwood for 68 yards, ends up scrambling, gets a really big pass downfield to put it on the Mississippi State three. And then Raheem Sanders runs it in for a touchdown, making it 21-10. to 10. Uh, That was the score at the half, right? 21-10. Right. Yep. Yeah. And going into half. Well, it's not half just yet. So Mississippi, right before, huh? Mississippi State gets the ball back. Uh, Griffin returns it for 31 yards to the Mississippi State 31. Uh, Will Rogers gets a 22-yard pass to Wally, getting them in the field goal range. State calls a timeout. Uh, a rush a rush or two to center it up, then an incompletion that was intended for Griffin. Um, we get a pass interference call that helps us get a little closer. Another incompletion. We call a timeout. Run it one more time, timeout, and kick a field goal. Uh, ben Raven ends up missing it, 40 yards, right at half. Would have made it, you know, 24 to 3, but we miss it. Not a huge deal, but you hate to see it. Arkansas gets 13 seconds. They just run out the clock. We go to half. Um, coming out the half, let's see. Mississippi. Oh. So, I'm going to pause you right there. Okay. We're going in a half 21-10. It shouldn't have been 21-10. No. So, oh, it really isn't because here's my thought process behind this. The zone defenses that Arnett was 
was using on just against Arkansas in general. I don't know who wasn't doing their job, but one safety or two safeties were getting stuck looking in the backfield on the run play, and they got burned several times. Like, nobody there at all. Like, complete busted coverage where I think I could have thrown a pass down there and they would have called it, or I could have caught the pass. It was that Mm -hmm. open. Yeah. So, it was a little bit of that all game. We we gave up almost 500 yards on defense, so it definitely wasn't a clean game. Yeah. We just held them – when I don't it rem- mattered. I don't remember the two safeties. I think Green was one of them. But well, yeah, I don't. There was then again, I'm not blaming a specific player. No, there was just in, there was not just enough communication. Yes, there was miscommunication. I don't know and whether people weren't passing off on their zones correctly, or if Arkansas saw something where they could get a guy open on our mm-hmm. zone plays or what. But it worked, and they kind of it was that there was the busted coverage pass plays, and then. Towards the end of the game, they started to really dice us up in the run game as well. They started to move the ball pretty easily in the second half. On if the right, you, on if the you look at the beginning of the season, our defense was not very conditioned, and we weren't fast. We weren't aggressive. We've definitely gotten better as the year as the season has gone on, but I still don't think we're one hundred percent four quarters there yet. Well, and I, I don't, still think we get a little bit tired and exhausted. So, I don't think our defense is a top 25 defense in college football. Mm-hmm. I think our offense is a top 10 offense in college football. I don't think our defense is a top 25 defense. Right. I don't think we just have – we don't have the talent. Well, I think a lot of the reason that they were able to get those big chunk plays like they were able to had to do with Malik Hornsby because he would yeah. give them the extra five seconds they needed to get that open man downfield – Granted, he shouldn't have been open because our some safety should have picked that up in the backfield. But it could have had to do with a play call where we were expecting to, you know, have pressured him and, and pass to be right. off by then. It, it comes down to advantage of it. I think a lot of it comes down to us not being able to generate any sort of pass rush with four, uh, four people rushing the passer. Yeah, Arkansas's line, besides, it was it was a weird thing because as soon as their white quarterback was in we could get pressure. Mm-hmm. But as soon as Malik came in the game <laughs> yep. and he made one like one move around, we couldn't ever get him on the ground. And he just bought time and bought time and eventually they got open. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, that's what happens. Yeah. So uh second half second half we start off with a kickoff. Uh I don't know the return man, but he ends up muffing or not grabbing the kick. I think he thinks it's gonna go uh touchback. He doesn't touch it. And then he turns around, tries to grab it. Mississippi State special teams is able to down him at the one-yard line because he goes in and then comes back out. We're thinking it should be a safety. Um, anyways, they call it, they end up rolling at one-yard line. So they go for a couple run plays. We end up stopping them. Uh, it's third and six at the five-yard line. They go for a pass incomplete. So they end up punting it. Mississippi State gets the ball at their 42-yard line. We go for a six-play, 58-yard drive. Takes about two minutes. Will Rogers, uh, we start off with passes in this one, an incomplete right out the gate, then a 12-yard pass to Rufus Harvey, five-yard to Caleb Ducking. Run the ball with Dylan Johnson a couple times, and then a 33-yard dart to Caleb uh, Ducking to get a touchdown. Um, we end up going for a, two, a two-point conversion, but do not convert. So at this point, 
it is 27 to 10. Uh, Arkansas gets the ball. They go nine plays, 74 yards in about three minutes. Um, See, we didn't go for two there. That was the muffed, um, the bad snap on the extra point. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Sorry. I'm just reading straight off the stat book. Um, Yeah, so there was a bad snap on the point after, and he picks it up, tries to run it, and, you know, just busted play. Unsuccessful. Yeah, but it was nice, you know, um, after the special teams play in the first, just right out of the third quarter to kind of get that momentum back to pin them at the one and be able to take advantage of that and score. Putting us up 27-10. Arkansas gets the ball back. Uh, big run for Sanders. Hornsby gets a 44-yard pass to J- Jadon Hazelwood. Um, put it at the Mississippi State 19-yard line. They run it with Sanders a couple times, get down to the Mississippi State one-yard line. And then Mississippi State ends up going and get doing a goal line stand again. This is the second time Eli's uh, honorable moment of the game. Um, end up stopping him third and goal, fourth and one, stopping him again for no gain, and they turn it over on downs. Once again, it's just another nail in the coffin for Arkansas, just kind of yeah. kill all the momentum they're building. And it's great stop by the defense. I think uh, – was it – who was it? Was it uh, – Who stopped him? Who tackled him? Yeah, it was, it was it, Cam Matthews coming around the edge. Yeah, and he just pulled him backwards, and it was a dominant play. Um, so Well, there were several huge, huge moments like that where the momentum completely shifted where Arkansas was finding something on offense. Mm-hmm. And if they punch their chances into the end zone and convert when they had the chance to – yeah, we're looking at a completely well. It would be like a, it'd be like a four point game by the end of it. it yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it in a lot of ways the score line, we, the score line flattered us in a way, but at the same time, we made the plays to prevent them from scoring. So it doesn't. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Mississippi State gets the ball back. They go on a five play, thirty yard drive. Uh, Rodgers gets a 33-yard pass to Griffin, um, putting it at the Mississippi State 35-yard line. Um, They end up doing another pass, a screen pass to Robinson, but they call a pass interference on it, backing them up 15 yards, making it first and 25. We get an 11-yard pass to Marks, and then a couple incompletions and a holding call end up causing us having to punt the ball. Penn Arkansas at the 20-yard line. Arkansas goes for a five-play 80-yard drive, resulting in a touchdown, making it 27-17. to 17. This is another one of those uh, busted coverage plays where Hornsby just gets out and he makes a big pass to Bryce Stevens for a 50-yard, 54-yard touchdown pass. Um, Mississippi State once again gets the ball. They go seven plays, 75 yards, end up getting a touchdown, making it 34-17. This is where Dylan Johnson gets a 30-yard rush off the outside. Really good run by him. Also coming off of a big completion of Rufus Harvey. And then they ran Dylan Johnson pretty hard in that um, drive, allowing for his 100 rushing yards of the game. Uh, Arkansas once again gets the ball. They go 10 plays, 45 yards. Uh, Hornsby has a couple incompletions, and he gets sacked by Jack Harris. Uh and then he throws an interception that ends up 
when they're going for it on fourth and seven that ends up sealing the deal on that drive. Mississippi State gets the ball at the, I think, the 37. Yeah, and who got that pick? Was it Forbes? I think he got one later. I think we had two. Okay. Um. Anyways, he throws an interception. I think it was a pressured interception, but interception nonetheless. Uh, we run with Marks a couple times, and then Marks gets a 16-yard reception, incomplete pass. Uh, there's a personal foul on Arkansas giving us a first down. Um and then a pass interference call that gets us right up to the goal, half the distance to the goal, run it with marks to the four-yard line, and then an incompletion to Calvin, another pass interference call gives us a first down, and then marks runs it in for a two-yard touchdown, and then Ben Rabin ends up missing the point after. Um, so you don't like to see that, especially on a point after you already missed a field goal this game. You like to see more consistency, but – yeah, uh, Saturday was not his day, it seemed it like. It was not a good game for Ben, no. So Arkansas gets the ball back. Uh, Jaden Hasselwood gets an eight-yard run. They run it with uh, Rashad Debinion. I don't know how to say his last name. Uh, then Malik Hornsby gets a run. They run Debinion a couple more times, and then Hornsby ends up throwing an interception I believe this one was to Forbes. It ends up yes. becoming a touchback. Another one of those plays where he was trying to hit the guy. And he basically odell this. Yeah. It was a fantastic catch. Yeah, he just uh, – Forbes just goes back, like just dives backwards, snatches yep. it out of the air. It was awesome. And gets us a touchback. So Mississippi State at this point, it's fourth quarter. We go th- uh, three plays for eight yards, end up uh, incompletion right out the bat. Give it to Simeon Price. He runs it for eight yards. Uh, third and two, another incomplete pass, and we end up punting the ball on fourth and two with about two minute, two and a half minutes left, I think. Um, something like that. No, it's like five minutes left. Uh, Arkansas goes three plays. Uh, they have a false start penalty, a couple busted run plays, and they end up having to punt the ball back to us. And then we go on a six-play, 58-yard drive to end the game. Only thing really to note out of this is Rodgers gets a 28-yard completion to Jordan Mosley to get a first down and really seal the game, and then we just run the ball, run the clock out, and dogs win at 40-17. Yep. So, long breakdown. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Yeah. Yeah, so State did what they had to do. They won the game. Defense stepped up when they had to, made some really good goal line stands. Um, But – there were a lot of inconsistencies. There are a lot of places we could have improved. Rodgers did not look as comfortable as he has in the past in the pocket because there were some throws that – there were about three or four throws that could have easily been interceptions that ended up being incompletions, luckily for us. Yeah. Well, it was annoying for him too, probably, because Arkansas ran the same defense the whole game, and it did not – let's just say did not set up well to be successful in the passing game Mm -hmm. when they have, they're giving three safeties. They're playing a three, really a three, two, six. And the, the two is almost a one because their other linebackers are like a linebacker safety hybrid, like an athlete essentially. Yeah. 
And so, yeah, it, 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 there were not a whole lot of very easy passing lanes to throw to, and they were dropping back and playing eight-man zone all game. So mm-hmm. I would have I, – I can see why he wouldn't be comfortable – you know, in in this game. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, but he ends up getting 395 yards on the day, three touchdown passes. Uh, he had the most incompletions this week out of any of the other weeks. Yeah, that's, that's – 31 yeah. for 48. And like you said, that just had to do with the defense. What I think is awesome is how we're saying that this man was kind of inconsistent today and he threw for three touchdowns and over 300 yeah. yards on 395 yards. Yeah. Man, can, he's just got to pick it up. Can I just point out the fact that Mississippi State and Mike Leach had over 170 rush yards? Yeah, so Dylan Johnson alone had 100 rush yards. His first 100-yard rushing game of his career had two touchdowns. Jaquavius Marks, 52 rushing Cor- yards. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is that not Mike Leach's touchdown. first 100 rush yard at Mississippi, game for Mississippi No, State? no. Uh-uh. The past couple weeks, he he's had been two of them. continually going up on rush yards per game. Okay. And it's nice to see as a state fan because, you know, last season it was nothing but pass. And the more he implements the run into the game, it the more your, successful we are as an offense. Yeah. It makes your, your air raid more. Well, it makes light. it more ready. It makes it harder to defend, you know, because you can't yeah. just drop back and expect. It's, it's more unpredictable. Yeah. And so we've seen that a lot with the defenses. You know, they have to they have to adjust, and if they don't, we're just going to keep exploiting the weaknesses you're leaving for us until we score or win the mm-hmm. game. But, yeah, um, not too much to complain about other than just some some busted coverage defensive yeah. plays. Uh, we got to get a confident kicker. Confidence in the kicker, missing the, point both the, both, the, both of our kickers have the talent. They're just <laughs> – Kickers are not very confident individuals. Yeah. So they just need a little bit of confidence in them and they'll be fine, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, I'm trying to think what else to complain about because, I mean, it really it was an awesome day. I, I'm trying to think the sun just the, the sun went to war with my skin and I'm hurting <laughs> today, the Sunday after the game. But yeah. yeah. At least you're not a redhead. Yeah, that is true. Eli's um, not, he wasn't blessed with. The only I was not blessed with pigment. Yes. The only other thing I want to complain about, and we did a lot better job about it this week than we have in the past, was just, you know, containing that athletic quarterback because Hornsby, he was able to get eight carries for 114 yards yeah. as a QB. And we still end up winning the game and making the stop when we need to when we get in the uh, red zone defense. But, like, that is a lot of yards to give up to a QB rushing. And it's, yeah, it's not design rushes either. It's just mm-hmm. scramble plays. And Well, it was only on eight carries. And then you have their running back, Sanders, who had 20 carries. He only gets 86 yards. Well, so Malik is averaging more than 10 yards of scramble. Yeah. Which is about 14.3. And we've seen that be a weakness of Zach Arnett's defense mm-hmm. um, against LSU and now against Arkansas this week. So it sounds like to me the key to Mississippi State, to beating Mississippi State, is to have a mobile quarterback run all your receivers deep and just escape the pocket and you'll yeah. get 10 15 yard gains every time. Yeah. And I mean he had a he had a run in this game for 52 yards. Like yeah, well, how do it you, doesn't help that the dude runs a 4-2. Yeah, it doesn't, but like you got to we did a better job of containing him than we did against it, LSU so but still. He will be the fastest quarterback we play all year. So Yeah. What, what if we 
What if we face Bryce Young's backup? He's not as fast as... He's not as fast, but he's a unit. And Alabama's running back is a freaking unit. He's one of the most talented running backs I've seen in a long time. Maybe since Fournette in college. Yeah. I'm not serious. Whenever he gets the ball, I'm scared for the other team. Yeah. And I wasn't even... It's not even Mississippi State. Yeah. Another thing I want to um, talk about that I was very impressed with was obviously our special teams... We uh, on kick returns they had negative two yards on punt returns they had negative three yards, and then uh, our special teams Griffin had two two um, kick returns for sixty four yards so he's averaging thirty two yards a carry, and then that's really good that's ridiculously good, and so you know I think that really helped keep the momentum in our favor the special teams play. Um, but there's not there's not a whole lot to talk about. I mean, they did what they needed to do. They won at forty seventeen. We go to five and one. Razorbacks go to three and three. One and three in yep. the conference. Any that's other, it? Any other thoughts on the Mississippi State game? Um, no, I don't. Um, it was a it was a very comfortable win from Mississippi State point of view. Yeah. So let's transition to the SEC. Uh, big game <laughs> Glad of the week. I was week. not about to talk, Mason. Gosh. Big game of the week is Alabama and <laughs> A&M. Wow. So talking I, about the Alabama and Texas A&M game. I just want to say, well, I no, mean, no, no. you know, so, yeah. Like the fact that we just control A&M and then they do that A&M to, to Alabama. It goes on and. They only lose by four. Well, and they could have won that game, you know. Like they, that game. they busted a fourth, like, last play of the game, like six seconds left. They have a really bad pass from their uh, their quarterback that would have, you know, given them the lead and won the, the game. The stupidest play call. I think this is the stupidest play call Jimbo has ever drawn up. And there's been a lot of stupid ones. But... Well, I think it was poor execution as it well. It was very, very poor execution by the wide receiver and the quarterback. But I'm sorry, your best player on the field is your running back, and you're not going to let him give, have a chance to win the game. Mm-hmm. You're going to put it into a freshman quarterback. I don't even know if he's a freshman. Haynes, Haynes King. Mm-hmm. And say, hey, you he need to win freshman. the game. Yeah, I just want to say, say – Go ahead. Well, no, actually, wasn't um, it was at Alabama, was it not? Yeah, it was at Bama, and Bama has not lost in the Nick Saban era in the month of October at home. They're twenty nine and zero. Hmm. Anyway, Man, you know that's actually like surprising too, because I mean, it's been, there's been some close calls. I mean, last week was Arkansas. This week was A and M. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Is you know, Bama is definitely not a unbeatable team this year. <laughs> They definitely have, you know, they are not the Bama that is the Bama of some years where they're untouchable. They're definitely, um, they're gettable this year, and especially without Bryce Young, I think that makes them a very gettable team. Well, it's exciting as a state fan, you know, because we we have the opportunity. I I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but we have the opportunity to go and compete and have a really close game with Bama, maybe come out on top, which we haven't done since, what, 2008 with Sylvester Croom, the only Mississippi State coach to go undefeated against Bama. Finally, I get to talk on this dang show. (laughs) So what I thought was a 
What I thought was crazy about this is how was Jimbo Fisher, you know, called out his own quarterback, saying, you know, we're playing our backup. Whenever the guy literally started, then he benched him after two games. There we go. <coughs> well, Haynes King didn't have a bad game by any means. He really did. He I'm, his completion rating wasn't great. He was like around fifty percent, twenty five for forty six, but he had two hundred and fifty three yards and two touchdowns on the day. And then I think the thing that really killed um, A&M was Alabama's run game out of Gibbs because he had 21 carries for 154 yards. He's so good. He's so good. And I'm just – I'm blown away at how Texas A&M made that a game after how bad they've been. Yeah, it's just one of those things, you I know. I guess because Bryce Young was out. That It just kind of lined up for him, and I just think that – they got their mind right well, after losing to us and went out and used well, their four or five star talent because they lost to us last mm-hmm. year at home. Yep. What and was then the name? Came of, back in and beat Bama. Yep. What was the name of Bama's quarterback? Do you have that? Uh, yeah. Um, it's what? something um, with the M. Is it? It's uh, Jalen Mayro or Milro. Milro. Yeah. I don't. That dude is a freaking major <laughs> quarterback. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Like these quarterbacks that are coming through to be the next quarterbacks, Milrow, you're talking about the uh the Arkansas quarterback from this past week. There's a lot of athleticism in the quarterback position coming through. Yeah, well the I think the biggest reason, I don't want to discredit A&M and all, but I think the biggest reason that they were able to stay in this game for so long is Alabama had way too many turnovers in this game. Um Let's let me look at that. They had five. four. Yeah, four turnovers, and then you know just making stupid mistakes is just allows A and M to stay in this game, capitalize on it, and make it a competitive game. Yeah. And the, what are the odds Alabama makes those same mistakes when they play state? No, they'll beat us. They'll beat the brakes off of us. Yeah, like fifty to. Yeah, they'll have it ironed out and like yeah, just roll over us. Yeah, Nick Saban's ticked off now. Almost going back to back years losing to Jimbo, well, you, especially well, after the summer's controversy. Especially after coming off of a loss next week, we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So for those who don't know, Alabama is playing Tennessee at Tennessee, and. I I think this is their closest chance and at losing. For those of y'all who don't follow the Instagram page, Tennessee is ranked number one in our power rankings this week, as they should be, in Caleb, in my opinion. I don't think so. Tennessee think, is the I best team. I think they've been the teams. most dominant team in the SEC. I think next week you give them number one. And that's a perfect right, – Right now, no. A perfect segue into the Tennessee-LSU game. Yeah. So, Tennessee uh, has a dominating performance in Baton Rouge over number 25 LSU. Beats them 40-13. to 13. Uh, Hendon Hooker has a great game. Uh, J- uh, Daniels has a great game as well. But they can't score when they we, need to. We obviously and, didn't watch this game because we were – it was going at the same time as the state game. So, I don't really know – what happened in this game? All I know is I kept looking at the scoreboard. Hendon Hooker threw a bomb. It, it was, was beautiful. A touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Tennessee runs away with it, and I was well. The two biggest players for surprised. Tennessee was Small and McCoy. Small, the running back, had twenty-two carries for two touchdowns and one hundred and twenty-seven yards, and McCoy had seven receptions for one hundred and forty yards. So McCoy was averaging twenty yards a uh, catch, and so I'm going to ask y'all. Who's your Heisman favorite right now? Because Hooker's up there. 
Hendon Hooker is up there. He's probably number one at the moment. If he beats Bama, he will be the number Him one Heisman candidate. If he beats Bama, he's got it. In my opinion, even if even if he loses to Georgia, if he beats Bama or if and then he wins beats, out, yeah. Well, yeah. If he beats Bama or Georgia, I think he wins it. Yeah, um, he's a stud. Yeah, he's yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually got this game wrong. I picked LSU because yeah, I think I actually went with Tennessee. I was the only one, and man, was I right. So I got the <laughs> the the line obviously on the Bama game way wrong, but I still picked Bama to win obviously. Mm-hmm. But I did predict LSU to win this game just because Tennessee. I the last time that a lot of these players, last time Tennessee went to LSU, a lot of these players were you know, 12, 13, 14 years old. Yeah. And so there's no experience going and playing in Death Valley. I just thought, you know, maybe LSU having the home fit advantage would have got the best of them. But hats off to Tennessee. They they are the real deal this year. Yeah. Like I said, they would be. Well, no no slouching on the LSU side. I don't like – like, like we said, we didn't actually get to watch the game. But Daniels is 32 for 45 for 300 yards. But somehow he only had one touchdown. So I don't know if that's the result of a couple interceptions or fumbles or what. But they were moving the ball. They just couldn't score, it seems like. And Tennessee took advantage ended up getting the win. Um, moving over to the Ole Miss-Vanderbilt game. Dang, Vandy had me so hyped. Yeah, so Vandy is leading at half, um, 20 to 17. Ole Miss ends up coming back in the second half, winning at 52 to 28. Which they had a 17 point lead at one point. What What had happened was. CC, what I had happened what was. What had happened was, me and Mason were watching the game, then we fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. So it's y'all's fault. Yes, because yeah. Vandy was winning, and then we fell asleep, and then Ole Miss. So the question is, how were you able to sleep with Vanderbilt beating Ole Miss? Because we were dog tired from the, the game. <laughs> yeah. The dogs were on the dogs. demand at the, the game. The sun drained everything. Yeah. But Dart had a. Really good game. Had 448 yards for three touchdowns. Uh, Vandy was able to capitalize on Davis, their running back, for 27 carries, 105 yards, and one touchdown. And then uh, Mingo for Ole Miss, he is looking like he's going to be their go-to player. Had nine receptions for 200 and – there's no way that's right. Yeah, 247 right. yards yes. and two touchdowns. He had 247 yards in a single game. How did he do that? He caught the ball and ran like sixty yards every carry. Like that, aver- it averages out to twenty-seven yards. That's ridiculous. So yeah, he. Uh, oh, that's right, because he ended up um, beating Elijah Moore's single-game record at yeah. Ole Miss and uh, AJ Brown. Yeah, those are the only two wide receivers to do that. And to be honest with you, I think this was a game that Ole Miss once again wasn't up for to start the game, mm-hmm. and Vandy punched him in the mouth to start the game. They were they were ready to play, and I don't know whether Ole Miss had you know gone out to the town, gone to Nashville, and hung out, you know whatever. But it was a three o'clock game, so it wasn't like you should have been, you know, still not been able to wake up or get your mind right or whatever. But for whatever reason, Ole Miss wasn't into the game, and they got into halftime. And I'm sure Kiffin had some some words of encouragement. Yeah. To the Ole Miss players, and it was a completely different second half. It's like they woke up and like, hey, we are a top. I don't believe they're a top 10 team, but they are a top 
20 team in the nation. Well, going back to what we talked about last week, you know, Lane Kiffin, I know Eli's probably going to be able to vouch for this. Lane Kiffin did not look very happy after this win. And why should he be? Why am I I here? Why are you asking me questions? Yeah. Like, what's the point in, in me talking to you right now? And it still brings me back to that. I think he's ready to leave Ole Miss. But that's a conversation for another day. It wasn't even like he was ticked off that he was losing. He was just like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. So I think it's my hot take for the season. Lane Kiffin isn't going to be around for too much longer in Oxford, Mississippi. He's not. And that's we've always known that Ole Miss was going to be a stepping stone for him if he had any sort of success. He's young enough enough in his career to where that is an option. Mm -hmm. Whereas Mike Leach – is kind of not. He's kind of past the point of him going to a, you know, a, a top, top top yeah. team. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see. I think he'll be leaving sooner than later. But uh, segueing to the upset of the week, number thirteen Kentucky loses to South Carolina. I don't know if I'd call that an upset, though. It's like, an upset. It's somewhat an upset, but Will Levis ain't starting, and you have a guy who's only played two snaps in his whole career, and that's his first start. Yeah, I mean, that is you true. Know. That's the big reason why they lost, but South Carolina was able to capitalize, and they and Rattler they, that first came out. Game. And, yeah, that was really stupid. Uh, Kentucky tried to do a, like, a, reverse, reverse, a double, double reverse. reverse. Ends up getting broken up in the backfield by a South Carolina guy. He gets a scoop and score. Mm-mm. He didn't score. He stopped shy. Like Did he two. not? But it was a scoop, and they they scored off of it. Yeah, they got like, like two plays two later. Rush. It was. But yeah. Hats off to South Carolina mm-hmm. going into a sellout crowd at Kroger Field, mm-hmm. and there was never a point in this game where I thought Kentucky was going to win. Yeah, it was. You always felt like South Carolina had full control over the game, which was kind of crazy to think about because you're you're sitting there and. This just goes to show, without Will Levis, Kentucky is just a bang average mm-hmm. football team. Well, I don't think I ever imagined the day where South Carolina and Kentucky would be same record, same in-conference record, and South yeah. Carolina would come out on top on Kentucky. You know, not since, like, so uh, what, 10 years ago? For what? So the crazy thing is, is Kentucky – is still ranked after this after this loss. They're twenty second in the country yeah. after losing two L's in a row. Two L's back to back in a row, and this just for I don't know who who and where these reporters get their information from, but this is another point of them clearly making a bias towards Kentucky because there's no way that Kentucky should be ranked at this point. Yeah. So, two more games in the SEC to talk about. Get the quick one out of the way. Georgia rolls over Auburn 42-10. to 10. It was a close game at halftime, too. It was quite it shocking. It was 14 to nothing. Mm-mm. At half, it was like... Uh, no, I'm looking at the box score. Uh, it was like at one time it was 14-7. No. Uh, 21-3 and then 42-10. to 10. Uh, <laughs> The only other competitive game... Was Florida and Missouri? They were tied ten to ten and a half. Um, Florida ends up beating Missouri twenty four to seventeen. They hold off, get the homecoming win. Um, and Missouri's had a couple of heartbreakers, yeah, back to back. They lose on another interception, I believe it was. Well, you know, it was they lost the the Auburn game to the 
touchback in the end zone. And yeah. now this weekend they lose by another close game, and they just can't buy one at this point. Even no. even the, the ones that they need to break their way to have even a moderately successful season for them is they're not going their way. Well, it's just sad to see because they are such a hard-fighting team. But they just don't have – I don't know if it's the talent they don't have the or the factor. coaching yeah. or what it is. They just can't get a win, like we said. But they are always hanging around the win. But they just yeah. can't bring it home. So they've had Auburn, Georgia, and Florida back-to-back-to-back where they easily could have won all three of those games. Yeah. But hats off to Missouri fans. It's a hard day for you. Uh, hope to see you do better, but probably won't happen. <laughs> Look, I'll be honest. I didn't think they were going to be at the bottom of the SEC – I thought Vandy was, and Vandy's been more competitive somewhat. I wouldn't say that. I mean, Missouri's definitely been more competitive, but Vandy's been more successful. Yeah. But that's all in the SEC. Let's move over to the top 25. There's like, what, one or two games worth talking about. I want to say the Texas and Oklahoma game, Mm -hmm. Texas spanked no Sooners, 49 to nothing. That wasn't a game. That was just an absolute railing. That's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Michigan and An- Indiana was a good game. That's true. TCU and Kansas was a good oh, game. The Jayhawks oh, get the Kansas, man. I, picked Can- I wanted Kansas to win this game so bad. but they I did. went with TCU, got this one right again. 38-31, uh, to 31, TCU pulls it yeah. out. Didn't watch it, so I can't tell you. They just won. Um, I got a lot of games outside the conference wrong. NC BYU lost to Notre Dame yep. twenty eight to ten. Another game that I got wrong. Twenty eight twenty. Sorry, the Utah UCLA game. I picked Utah to win, and UCLA put up forty two points. They're looking I got good. that one too. Boys. They're looking good. I uh, NC State and Florida State. That was a close game. Mm-hmm. NC State won nineteen seventeen. I picked Florida State to win that one. I got that I, one wrong. Kansas State and wrong. Iowa State ten to nine. Ten to nine. What a competitive then, It looks like Mississippi State 10 years ago. <laughs> then Cincinnati barely won against a South Florida team that was 1-4. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what's outside the top 25? Nothing, nothing other, worth talking about. Other than the, uh, the Texas-Oklahoma game, which I don't remember the last time that game happened where neither team was ranked. Yeah, uh, that's true. Arizona State upsets Washington, forty-five to thirty-eight. They did, didn't they? Yeah, that was a big upset. Um, Washington was four Man, and two. What, what Arizona ha- State's two and four. What happened to Washington? I don't know because they, just they used fell to be. Pl- they played in the playoff a couple of years, and like they played in it multiple times, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I don't know what, about multiple times. I know they played in it at least once. Yeah, yeah, they what, played. They were in the contention for it for a good four or five mm-hmm. years, like mm-hmm. consistent. And I don't know what has happened to them that made them fall off. I don't know if whether their coach got snatched up to another school or what. I'm not sure. We could always look at that and come back to it. And then everybody's favorite, Cincinnati, beat South Florida 28-24. to mm-hmm. Scrapes one out against a 1-5 American Conference And team. somehow Cincinnati will be ranked. No, like oh, up in the rankings yeah. ranked, after this. Yeah. <laughs> North Carolina beat Miami 27-24. They're 5 and 1. Um yeah. Uh let's see our special facts with Caleb Board. Um soccer lost their first game this season they against lost twice. 
They lose to Auburn they today. They lose to Auburn today. Well, you know, Maddie Anderson's hurt. They lost one to nothing. She Again, got, not scoring a goal. She got hurt uh, in the first three minutes of the uh, South Carolina game. Um, so, and she was not playing in this game and everything. Mason, hold on, bro. Jeez. Hey, I, I can get some talk time. I mean, you spent 40 forevers breaking down play by play. Come on. I am coming on. Uh, let's see. Volleyball's got a big matchup against uh, Florida this upcoming week. Uh, one of our former guest stars, Mr. Nate Tolls, proposed to his girlfriend, Caitlin Miller, and she said yes. So we'll have the future Mr. and Mrs. Tolls on August 5th of 2023. Um, the Padres beat the Mets in a winner-take-all. Uh, sadly, Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright's career came to an end uh, against the Phillies in the 2-0 defeat in the uh, Wild Card Series. So, some legends going away. The Braves start to defend they their about, title. About this is the, this is the road to a title once again. That's right. Um, they they're not going to defend the title though. Yeah, they are. Who's going to win? The Yankees. The Yankees ain't going to win. Who won last year? The, the Braves. Braves. And the year before that? No. The Dodgers? The Dodgers. So the Braves but are... So the Braves diff- won last year yes. and... No, they, they won last year. Yeah. Dude, I thought that was like two years ago. No, no. that was just last year. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Then uh, the scrimmage for baseball looked really good. We got some good guys. Uh, Hunter Hines and Kelm Clark are both hurt right now. Kelm Clark's got a broken wrist and... Um, uh, Hunter Hines broke his arm, and so then uh, last night, me, Mason, and Eli, and Lindley, and Zoe, and her friend, I can't remember, Lindley's friend. Hannah, question mark. Hannah all went and watched Yellowstone, so we're starting getting ready for the new season coming up. In November. Yep, so it's going to be good. That's going to be our Saturday night deals. What, Mason? Don't Will- give Wilson, me that look. Wilson, do you what watch does Yellowstone? this have to do with Dogs on Demand? Football these, recap. Are the, these are the fun facts with Caleb. Exactly. So <laughs> shut your dang mouth, Mr. Play by Play. Um, so, yeah, Wilson, that's about you, it. Fall break's coming fan? up. No, I'm not. No, I don't what? Look, there's two things that I'm not into TV shows and music. music. <laughs> you are so weird. So, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for the Dogs on the Man podcast. Thank you, Mr. Eli Odom, for being a guest star tonight. My pleasure. Guest host. Yeah, whatever. Uh, whatever you want to call yourself. Um, so this Mason, has been... Mason called it. Called me that. Okay. He well. is the guest host. Yeah. All right, whatever. Oh, also, if you like the Nerds Gummy Clusters... Hey, try, to, try to make that... They have mouth. the big bag for $7 at Bargain Hunt, and it... You, you didn't even try. Well, here... Well, you know what? I'll try harder. All right, this has been Dogs it, on Demand. We hope that you've enjoyed this kind of all-over-the-place episode. We will see y'all later this week as we break down the Kentucky game. We'll see y'all later.